Hello, and welcome to a special edition of the Brown School Podcast. I'm your host, Ms. Melanie McGann, and in this episode, we'll be taking a deep dive into the annual Science Bowl competition. This year, more than 140 students from 29 schools across the Capital Region tested their knowledge in science and mathematics at the National Science Bowl Regional Qualifiers that were held at the GE Research Center. I wanted to find out more about this competition and all the work that our students put into preparing for it. So let's get started. If you walk to the main office around 3.30 p.m. on a Wednesday near the end of February, you are treated to a buzz of excitement from students and onlookers as cars whiz down the ramp and 10-meter track that's set up in front of the science room. By this point in the year, the Science Bowl students are testing and tweaking their final car designs in hopes that their team's car is the one chosen to go to the competition. I spent a few afternoons with the Science Bowl team on the week leading up to the final competition. Even though I've been at Brown School since before we started participating in the competition, I found that I still had a lot to learn about the inner workings of it all. I talked with Mrs. Molly Reif and Mr. Chris Roberts, the teachers who helped the students, so that I could find out just what it's all about. So what is Science Bowl in a nutshell? It's a science competition held at GE every year for middle schoolers. Um, There's two parts. There's a race where the students build a car and then try to have the fastest car. And then there is a questions portion, which is like science trivia of all topics. And so our team participates in both. Uh, so Brown School always enters the middle school division, uh, which is 6th grade through 8th grade. Um, so anybody in the middle school can join here at school and stay after school with us and help with the car building and help like form a team to answer questions for practice. But as far as the competition day, we have uh, there's one team and it's five students to a team. So it's four students on a team and one runner-up. Okay. And when they get to the competition, what is it that they're, what are the different parts of the competition? So in the morning time is always the car competition first. So when we first get there, there's different specs for the car and for the ramp. So when we first get there, they have to weigh the car and make sure that it's under two kilograms and they have to measure the ramp and make sure that it's Uh, within the right uh, measurements for that. And then we go through and we do the round robin and then finally the eliminations. And that finishes up by lunchtime. And then after lunch is the questions. So we do round robin on that too. And then it goes into the eliminations. We've been entering these science bowl competitions for years now. How do the Brown School teams generally do at science bowl? Um, so we've been going to Science Bowl upwards of 10 years at this point, and we have won the last seven times, meaning we've come in first place uh, for the last seven years. Uh, so the, with Brown School, the main focus is definitely on the car competition. The kids love that. They love the hands-on aspect of it. They really get into it, and being able to compete with the other schools just ramps up that competition even more. Um, we, you know... We do fair in the in the question competition. The kids like to do the question competition because it definitely challenges them when they get asked all of these different science questions. And some of the questions come from subjects that they haven't even learned yet as middle schoolers. But again, we practice for that, and it challenges them, so they enjoy that challenge. Excellent. 
And if students want to become involved in Science Bowl next year, what is there anything they have to do, or can they just all come out and be a part of the process? Yep. So at the beginning of the year, usually in October, I send home a sign-up sheet. You know, every parent sign this if you're interested. I have an, an interest meeting where they all come after school, and I tell them, you know, what Science Bowl is about, what they'll be doing, what the commitment looks like. And then if they want to join, then they just show up and participate in building the car and answering questions. Excellent. Is there anything else you can think of that students or families should know? Um, it's just, it's super fun for the kids. They get to come and it's not like, it's not heavily academic, but and it's completely student driven. As far as the adults, we're, you know, we're just supervisors in the room. The kids themselves are the ones making all of the decisions. They're deciding what their car looks like, how heavy their car should be, um, you know, what, right down to what kind of tires they want to use, how they're attaching the tires to the cars. They really take uh, pride in accomplishing that, you know, especially since we typically do place very well in the car competition. To learn more about the question and answer portion of the competition, I sat in on a few of the practice rounds with the final team members. As Mrs. Rife set up her computer, the students worked like a well-oiled machine to set up the buzzer system and get out their individual whiteboards. I asked the team to explain to me how the question and answer portion of the competition works. So at competition, they say uh, what type of question is and then ask a question and everyone gets a chance to buzz in. And if the other side answers it first and they get it wrong, then we then get a chance. Um, a lot of the questions are like really hard, but the multiple choice ones, it's best if we just like try to guess. Okay. So it's an individual answer for each question? For the toss-ups, yes. And then if you get a toss-up right, the team then gets a bonus, which they can do together and talk about the answer. So you all have your board set up with a W, X, Y, Z, and then you have points and bonus. What does this all stand for? Um, they're just the multiple choice answers. Um, so when there's a multiple choice question, you can answer with the letter, or if you answer with the words, it has to be the exact words that were said. As I watched and listened, I quickly caught on to the familiar cadence of how questions were presented and answered. But most of all, I was amazed at the students' knowledge and at how quickly they got through some of the questions. There was also a spirit of camaraderie and enjoyment and support as students gave each other tips and reminders that they thought would be helpful for the upcoming competition. As we listen into a few rounds of questions, you can play along at home, but keep in mind you only have five seconds to answer the toss-up questions and 20 seconds for bonus questions. Earth and space, multiple choice. What is the primary reason for the movement of mass down slope during erosion? W, friction, X, electricity, Y, gravity, Z, buoyancy. Uh, purple. Y. Y is correct with gravity. All right, bonus to girls team. Earth and space short answer. The main asteroid belt is located between the orbits of what two planets? Mars and Jupiter. Yes. Final answer, Mars and Jupiter. Correct. All right, toss up to all. General science, multiple choice. Which of the following steps should not be used in the event of an electrical fire? W, extinguish with water. X, use a carbon dioxide fire extinguisher. 
Y, turn off the power source. Z, call the fire department. Pink. W. W, extinguish with water is correct. Bonus to the girls team. General science short answer. What metric prefix is equivalent to one trillion? T. Okay, Emily. Final answer, T. That is incorrect. The answer is Tara. All right, toss up to all. Gentlemen, I want to hear you get in on this. Physical science short answer. Dry ice is the solid form of what substance which is typically found in gaseous phase at standard temperature and pressure? Green. Carbon dioxide. That is correct. Good job, Yusuf. Bonus to the guys team. Physical science, multiple choice. In the radioactive decay of uranium, what is the final stable element? W, therium, X, lead, Y, plutonium, Z, radium. So it's either lead or plutonium. Um, there are definitely versions of uranium, isotopes of uranium that decay, so. 10 seconds. Plutonium, um, lead? Um, um, I wouldn't I know, lead. I don't know how radioactive. Know. Final answer, lead. That is correct, very good. Oh, hey, nice. Toss up to all, energy, multiple choice. Utilities distribute electrical power at high voltage from generating plants to industrial and residential customers through a network of wires. Which of the following is the term for those wires? W, transmission lines, X, step-up lines, Y, grid transformers, Z, power cables. Green. W? W, transmission lines, is correct. Nice job, Yusuf. I feel like I've been asked this one before. I yeah, we did it last year. Questions. No, we did this question. I think it was last year. We haven't done these this year. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right, bonus to the guys' team. Energy, short answer. Order the following three states from least to greatest in terms of coal production. One, Pennsylvania. Two, California, three, West Virginia. <laughs> so, West Virginia, California, Pennsylvania. Okay. Final answer, West Virginia, California, Pennsylvania. That is incorrect. It is two, one, three, which is how you want to try to answer those questions when they give you numbers like that and want you to order stuff. Hmm. But it was um, California, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. While the questions part of the competition was interesting to listen to, there was something exciting about the car race portion of their preparation. As I walked into the science room, students were all working, clustered in small groups. Some had goggles on as they used hand sanders, some measured and sawed wood, others used hot glue guns to readjust wheels and axles, and there were several students weighing bolts and reattaching them to their latest designs using duct tape. Everything was being so carefully measured and aligned, and I wanted to find out more about the requirements for the cars. The first thing is, uh, it has to be underneath, like it has to be shorter than 40 centimeters. Um, it also has to, with, and, and it also it has to have at least three wheels, and weigh uh, less than two kilograms. 
By this point, the students had been working on their cars for weeks, and while there were four cars being tested, there were really just two designs left in contention to be chosen to go to the final competition. I checked in with those two groups to learn more about their car designs and the challenges that they had already overcome. So can you tell me what you're working on here? We are working on a three-wheeled car. Why is it three wheels? Because three wheels is said to have the least friction, and we want the least friction amount as possible because if we can get less friction, we can get a faster car. And what can you describe what your car looks like for people who are listening? Our car looks like a block of wood um, with two wheels in the front on the outside and a hole in the back for the back wheel, which is only one in the back. There is a slight angle on the front to make it more aerodynamic Mm -hmm. and three bolts for weight towards the back of the car. So the bolts that you have duct tape on the top are just for weight? To make it go faster. To make it go faster. Have you adjusted the amounts of weight at all to... Uh, we've tried many different weight combinations and different, um... Yeah, but so, some of them don't work. Some, um, combinations of... Like, whenever we put weight on the sides, it slows the thing down. When we put a little too much weight on the top, it sort of starts to fall over. So, so what is the setup right now that you have that you've found that's ideal so far? So far, we have two bolts in the way back and one bolt in the middle. So two bolts right next to the wheel in the way back and one bolt in the middle right in front of the wheel. Okay. What are some of the challenges that you've had in designing this? We've had to cut down the length of this because of how, th- when it was longer, uh, it sort of touched the ramp. Which also the back, down. too. Yeah, the back also touched the ramp and slowed it down because friction is the most the most um, slowing down thing yes. of our car. Yes. So, can you tell me about the car design that you have here? Um, well, it's a four-wheeled car, and we have right now weight on both ends, which we are trying to figure out if we should change that. Um, it has a problem with going to the right, and it's also a little bit slower than we want. So, we're thinking if we change the weight placement, then it will straighten out faster. So, how many times have you redesigned this car thus far? Uh, probably at least 10. It's it's really like a process of kind of guess and check. Like okay. you try to change one thing, see if that fixes the problem. Okay. And then keep doing that until you get a good result. What is the most challenging thing about building these cars? Um, they're always either going to the right or to the left too much. Um, and there's like 10 different things it could be for each like thing. So you have to figure out, pinpoint which one. Thank you. I watched as these two groups repeatedly tested their designs, looking for accuracy and consistency as their cars sprinted down the track. So you're getting ready to test your car. What time are you hoping for? Um, Under three seconds. What was your best time with this car so far? Like 3.2. 3.2. All right, go ahead. Who's timing? Three. Point four. 3.4. Catcher ready. Catcher ready. Three, two, one. Stop. Stop. Three point six.
After each set of test runs, the group would huddle together to discuss the success or failure of their car, then duck back into the science room to make the necessary adjustments. So you just tested your car. What were the results? Uh, our car has been going for the same amount of time over the Two. same distance. Which has been 3.6 seconds. Um, we have broken that before. We've gotten 3.4 seconds. But that was... that. I think that was a bit of luck and it hasn't yeah. been consistent at all. Yeah. Those times. Okay. So what are you going to do now to try to improve your car? I think we need to experiment with weight placement um, because yes. right now we have a lot of weights in the middle. Yes. Um, Are you ready? Yeah. You guys ready? So you're getting ready to test another design of this car. What have you changed? Uh, all we have changed is we put a very lightweight um, weight on top. One of the problems we had with putting heavier weights on top of other weights was that the car would fall over onto its side. So we tried a we're trying a lighter weight at the moment. Yeah. And seeing if it doesn't fall over, then we should be good. Okay. Yeah, we sort of learned that if we put the heavier weight towards the bottom, it'll help us better. Or we're gonna think we're gonna see if that works. Okay. Let's give it a try. You guys ready? Catcher ready. Timer ready. Three, two. One. <laughs> so what happened? So our car did fall on its side. Um, so we have determined that we can't really put weights on top at all. Um, so we're going to try and put weights on the side. Okay. Even though their next few designs didn't work, this group was persistent, and they kept trying new things to see if they could get their car to be the fastest car at Brown School. So what adjustment are you making to your car right now? Um, we are sanding the back because it's causing drag, which is the, one of the main reasons why we're not going as fast as we want to. Okay. Friction is the main culprit of not having speed. Okay. In the end, there was just one car deemed the best Brown School design, and it was the car that would be heading to the competition. So what changes did you make to your car before your new testing? Um, well, we moved all of our weights to the back, um, which should help with the speed. And we also stair-stacked them, meaning they start like behind each other instead of all stacked directly on top of each other, which also might help the speed. All right, let's see how it does. Three, two, one, go. Nice. Stop. 3.2. It was clear to me just by spending a few afternoons with this group why they all wanted to be in Science Bowl. Everyone was joking around and having a wonderful time, but all the while there was a sense of curiosity, a current of discussion about scientific principles, and a drive to work together towards improvement. And all of it, as Mrs. Reif had said, was student-driven. But I wanted to hear from them, the students who chose to give up their afternoons of playing video games or doing sports. Why did they want to be there? I checked in with two students, a sixth grader participating for the first time and an eighth grader who was enjoying his last year on the team. All right. So how many years have you been doing Science Bowl? Um, this is actually my first one. 
And what made you decide to join Science Bowl? Honestly, I really like science, and I thought that making a car would be cool. Okay. And also, I want to learn some new things when you did the questions. Excellent. So this is your first year doing Science Bowl. So what have you enjoyed or found most surprising about building the cars and trying to test them and get the best car for Science Bowl? I think it's cool to see how like things will like work when some things are added or taken away. And I like to watch it just go down the ramp and, and track. Excellent. Awesome. Thanks. So you've been how long have you been doing Science Bowl? Uh three or four years now. Three or four years. And what is the best part of Science Bowl for you? Uh, I always like the car building. Just like the design of the car, building of the ramp, right? Just the science behind, like, getting everything just right. I've always been sort of a perfectionist, so, like, finding just what I need to tweak until it's perfect. Okay. And how have your cars done in the past at Science Bowl competitions? Um, well, we currently have, I believe it's now become, like, a nine-year winning streak for the car. That's awesome. So, um... Very well. <laughs> um, <laughs> most of them have been under um, three seconds. That's mm-hmm. the goal to break three seconds. We had 247. I believe once we had like a 2.3 car, and that was like groundbreaking because a two, that's five meters a second right there if you do that math. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Five, yeah, the track is 10 meters, I want to say. 10 or 20. No, it's 10. Um, but yeah, no, it's a fast car. That was a fast car. But no, we don't want to break that streak this year, so. Still tweaking. Still tweaking. Um, I also understand that when you get to Science Bowl, there's this uh, camaraderie with other schools. You get to go and meet students from other schools. Can you talk a little bit about that community spirit that you encounter on the day of the races? Um, yeah, it's, it's fun because, like, you get there and, like, it's, like, a little, like, competition with, like, everyone else. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like you're all friends because it's like you've all gone here and you have this thing in common that you've been here, have fun, you like science, right? And you've done all this building and engineering. So you're still competing with these teams, but then, like, you, when you're, like, w- talking and you're, like, you're with them, like, all that stuff, it, that's kind of like a side and just, like, the fact that you're there and, like, having this experience and it's actually just a really nice, cool thing to be around. Awesome. Thanks. The time finally arrived for the group to head to GE for the final competition on Saturday, March 7th. Our roving reporter and science ball coach, Mrs. Reif, got some on-site interviews with students and parents as the day wore on. All right, Emily, so we've completed the time trials and we are third in the seed. We're about to start the triple eliminations. How are you feeling about the car competition at this point? I think that some of our races have definitely gone better than others. Um, One of them got 3.1 seconds, which is pretty good relatively, Um, but some of the others are slower than what we've got in practice. So I think it's really um, a coin toss for the rest of the competition. Awesome. Thank you. Hi, Nora. Hi. So as our hot hands for this competition, you're the one dropping the car. How, how are you feeling at this point about the triple elimination? Um, I'm feeling nervous, but I feel like we have a chance to win. Awesome. Thank you. So I'm here at Science Bowl with Michael Versace. This is the first year that he's been here. So Michael, as a first-time spectator at Science Bowl, what do you think about the car competition? I think it's fun to watch. It's not, it's not, OVA, compared to OVA, I think this is more fun, just myself. And 
it's just pressure because then you see like the cars like barely like barely ahead of each other and then you wonder who won and then you look at the board and you're either really happy or you're really sad it's just a mix of emotions being here today absolutely i would definitely agree with that thank you michael so I'm here with Emily O'Connor's dad, and this is his third Science Bowl competition. So, Dan, how are you feeling about Science Bowl this year? How do you think it's going? Uh, I think it's going great. It goes great every year. This year, Brown School's getting a little bit more competition, uh, for, and, I, and I think it's good for the kids. I think that they're enjoying it. I think that they're um, uh, treating the competition the way it should. Everyone's having a great time. Awesome. Thank you. After the competition, I checked in with the group that designed the final Brown School car to hear about the results. So the Science Bowl competition happened on Saturday. Um, how did the team do in the questions portion of the competition? We did better than last year. I think our Brown School team puts a lot less focus on the questions in the car. Um, we did improve since last year, but the other teams at competition spend more uh, effort on memorizing facts, which we don't put as much of a like priority on. But um, it was really fun. We did answer a lot of questions as a team. Excellent. And what about the car race? I know that there was it was going to be a tense race getting down to the wire. There was a new car design this year. So how did we do in the car competition? We placed third, which was pretty good. Um, our Brown School streak of like nine years was is top three, so we did continue the streak. Excellent. Um, and we brought home a trophy, which is very fun. Uh, I think that it was pretty good with just what we had to work with, which was having to change the whole car idea. Um, but we did beat like a couple other teams, which was good. Great. Did you see anything in other teams' car designs that you would like to implement next year? Um, yes, they used lead weights in the back, which was a point of discussion for our team the whole time. We were uh, having a lot of discussion over whether we should or should not use them and how we would have to implement them. We decided on not using them because the idea came up with not a lot of time to a competition, but I think next year lead weights will improve it. Why would lead weights be better than the bolts that you're currently using? Um, they can be more condensed with the same amount of weight, which would help with just weight distribution. Excellent. All right. Well, congratulations on a job well done at Science Bowl, and I look forward to next year. So for now, the ramps and the car materials are put away. The buzzers and whiteboards are tucked back into their spots in the science room, and our students are left with the life lessons they learned while experimenting and collaborating. They're left with memories of the challenges they overcame and all the fun times they had with their peers. That's all for this episode of the Brown School Podcast. To see photos from the Science Bowl competition and to keep up with all of the news from Brown School, be sure to follow us on Facebook. And of course, you can keep up with our podcast by finding us and subscribing on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. <laughs>